Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready. Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Well, hello and good evening, my sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and for those of you who are brand new to my show, you are in for a treat tonight. And for those of you who are not new to my show, you're still in for a treat because it's always a fun show. And so many uh, so many of my shows involve a lot of uh, things like uh, information that fascinates me about sex and bodies and pleasure. And so many of them also have to do with my uh, life experience and what I'm aware of. And this particular show is definitely not my area of expertise. And I actually invited a friend of mine who I consider... Oh, one of the top astrologers for sure in Canada, possibly in the world. So I invited her to be on um, the show today. I've actually known her for 17 years. It's hard to imagine. met her in 2001. We were actually at an event together. And we were uh, both doing tarot readings at the time for an event uh, that was, I think we were raising money for something or other, 9-11 or something. And uh, that's where we met. And so we've known each other and been in the, uh, kind of crossing each other's paths here and there for the last 17 years. And I'd like to welcome uh, Tara Green, who she has uh, in her life, she's done many things. If you ever check out her website, taratarot.com, you'll find that uh, she's got about 500 different things that she's studied um, and, you know, this is quite extensive, and her studies have been quite extensive as well. So she's she studied with psychologist Dr. Tana Deneen in 1990, who was a tarot master, uh, also tarot master Joseph Piedelstein. I hope I'm saying his name right. He trained her and started her reading at corporate events in 1991. Tara's been a full-time professional psychic intuitive reader since then. Tara's read for over 29,000 clients in 25 years worldwide, 27 years now worldwide, and is largely a, a self-taught astrologer, numerologist, and tea leaf reader. So I'm just wondering, you know, for one thing, I've, I've actually never talked about astrology on this show whatsoever. So I think this will be quite different, quite fun, um, and an invitation to people who do listen to this show uh, on a regular basis, who might be looking for a little something different, too, that we don't normally discuss on this show. And so what kind of jumped into my world um, this this week was when I asked Tara to be on the show. It was a very last-minute jump in a few days ago, and she so graciously said yes, even though she was like, what's happening? What's going on? I'm in. What is it? I don't even know. I'll say yes. <laughs> was... Uh, but I am aware that there's this um there's uh, a fascination for people about their astrological signs and a lot of people have the point of view that their sun sign which is like you know 
for example, I'm I'm a Pisces because I was born on March 2nd. That's not all there is to you, but we are certainly going to discuss um, a few of those traits that might come out. And I'm also going to invite Tara to talk a little more to us about what sort of like the whole, whatever, we'll see how much time we have, but what actually your chart can say about you as a lover, as uh, as you know, as a lover, as in relationships, how that works for you. Um, and she does personal readings as well, guys. So if you really enjoy this show with her, just know you can contact her through her website as well. And you can set up appointments with her to have a tarot or tea leaf or uh, an astrology reading. So, and Christine, who is the producer tonight, loves, loves astrology. So this one's for you, girlfriend. <laughs> and I want to welcome you, Tara, and say thank you so much for being on this show called Astrology Style. And there's my voice, Astrology Style. <laughs> you, okay. the great lover. <laughs> well, thank you, Melissa. It's so wonderful to reconnect with you. And yeah, 17 years, that's a long time. And yeah, I'm really happy to be here. And astrology has just become super huge. It's everywhere, like the New York Times and the National Post and the Globe and Mail. Every newspaper, magazine, whatever, is, is totally into astrology these days. And, and there are apps that people use for compatibility. So, you know, for young, single people, or you want to know what you have in common with your friends, astrology has become the go-to to understand, you know, is this going to work? You know, nobody has time. You know, am I compatible with this person or not? You know, so I think it's really important that people do understand, you know, some really basic things about their signs. Um, you know, of course, with all of the information out there, you can check on websites every day and find out where the moon is, where Venus is, where Mars is. Um, but if you're talking about, you know, Attraction? How do we start this, Melissa? Yeah, so that's a great question. I think attraction can have many factors. You know, we've got those biological responses, but I'm really curious about, yeah, are there certain signs that have a natural attraction to each other? Um, and, and if so, what are some of those things that actually have people, you know, enticed or go, oh, yeah, that person intrigues me or entices me? It must be their Scorpio moon that gets me going. Like, what is it that has them so Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's a lot of factors, but, you know, what you want to understand, first of all, usually people tend to attract, if you look like you say, well, I always know Geminis, or I always know Leos, or I never get along with any Aquariuses, or something like that. So if you'll look, I mean, occasionally some people uh, will have many different signs represented, or they're always having relationships, where they go, I never want to go near a Capricorn again, right? Um, but really, if you want to understand yourself or anybody else at the really basic level, you have to understand the 12 signs in the zodiac are based on four elements. And so elements attract, like like, you know, attracts like, and also opposites attract. That's very, uh, you know, powerful. So uh, the first sign of the zodiac, Aries, is a fire sign. So I'm going to, all the fire signs get along really well. So Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, those are all fire signs. So, you know, you think about it, you're all in the same vibe, you're in the same element, okay? Uh, the next signs, uh, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, all the earth signs, they all get along really well, okay? Uh, the air signs, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. I know most people think Aquarius is water, but it is an air sign. And air means the mind, it means thinking, it means communication. So for them, they're attracted through words, okay? And they get along harmoniously. Um, of course, the first three 
fire signs, fire represents spirit. It does have to do with passion. Um, so those signs are, you know, kind of they burn with passion. They're hot. You know, the earth signs are actually very sensuous. So if you're talking about pleasure, that's, you know, Taurus, totally into pleasure. They're into sensuality, right? But all of the earth signs in one form or another are very grounded, very practical. So they're sensitive to touching things. And then the water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, those are emotional signs. And so they would feel more, you know what I mean? They have heightened senses, especially Pisces, because you know, they're the big psychic sponges of the zodiac, you know. So also opposites attract. So Aries and Libra are opposites. They attract each other. Taurus and Scorpio are opposite. They attract each other. Gemini and Sagittarius, uh, Cancer and Capricorn, Leo and Aquarius, Virgo and Pisces, okay. So you you just kind of in your mind think about, you know, uh, gee, I'm always attracting this person or I never get along with that person. And you know, you also have to remember that the signs can be masculine or feminine. So all of the fire and air signs are considered to be masculine, and all the water and earth signs are considered to be feminine. So there's a natural attraction, you know, positive, negative. You know, this is a dualistic universe, works on those symbols. Now, uh, on a more uh, simple level, you know, if you really want to understand your, your chart, and these days you go, it's free, you go to astro.com, that's one of the best websites, you put in your birth date, you put in where you were born, the location is absolutely important, and the time. Now, the, an astrology chart changes every four minutes. Um, although you can, if you don't know a birth time, just put in unknown, and you will see your chart pop up with all of the planets there. Okay, So you're not just your sun sign. Again, when we get into the nitty-gritty of relationships, it's the compatibility between the two people. Uh, especially Venus, which is the planet for women and the planet of love and, and sexual love for women and sensuality, and then Mars, which is the masculine. You know, and, But every person has an inner, every person has their own Venus and Mars. So you have to kind of understand what they look like in your own personal chart, how they relate to each other. Are they relating to each other in a supportive mode? Or are they kind of at odds with each other? And then what we usually do is we attract people who also fill out elements and parts, signs that are not represented very much in our chart to balance each other out. So, for example, um, in my chart, I'm very fiery. Um, I'm a lot of fire and air, but I don't have any, I have very little earth in my chart. And my husband is a Capricorn, so he, he's earth. So he brings me down to earth. He grounds me. He, you know, he balances me off. Although we don't want to project too much that the other person uh, takes up the elements that we're missing, but it's a kind of, literally, it's an energetic thing. Okay. I love that because there's so many people who are always lo looking to like find the perfect mate, and sometimes they actually use um, astrology for reasons to that person's you know that person's so balanced that works for me or that person is so oh that their chart you know as much as I love them their chart I, I've actually heard people say this so um, mm -hmm. yeah there are so many <laughs> qualities that are in us and. And what if we actually didn't have to like use astrology as a as a weapon against people? Like your chart says this, so I can never be with you. You know, like yeah, no, no, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's bit, that's a bit too superficial. And you know, astrology, as much as it's great, it's making a comeback. You know, with younger uh, people and all that. Um, 
you know, it's an ancient tradition and, and uh, to, you know, you really have to honor the tradition and understand where it's coming from. So, you know, the way astrology is presented these days is, you know, nobody actually looks at the actual astrology charts, which is the actual basis. It's actually kind of sacred geometry, this mathematics. I mean, years ago when I kept meeting astrologers and, before, you know, people would draw these things out by hand and I hated math. So I was going, oh, I love this stuff, hate the math. You know, I had to wait till there was computers. So you just, you know, put in the info and just push the button, you know. Um, but you still have to understand all of those factors, you know. And, you know, there's layers and layers of complexity. So, like, you know, the type of astrology that we know originated uh, in India about 10,000 years ago. And um, it's a legal science in India today. And, you know, when they match up couples to get married in India, they, you go to the astrologer. And it's absolutely done through the astrologer. And I, I have clients today in Toronto who tell me that. You know, Now, that is a different type of astrology. It's called Vedic, or uh, it's based on the actual constellations, so it's what they call sidereal astrology. And then as astrology moved west, it went to Egypt and Babylon. The Babylonians were big astrologers, and then it went to Greece, and that's the, you know, the basis of our foundation. And then the, the um, Arabs were big astronomers and astrologers. So being an astrologer, an astronomer, and a doctor were once part of the same shingle. Oh, that's cool. I didn't so realize you can doctors still, were on that, too. Yeah, so you can still diagnose through an astrology chart, and there are astrologers who do that. Yeah. And I get asked, you know, medical questions. I have to say I'm not a doctor. I can't, you know, you can't take what I'm saying. As a, but I, but it is a actually really accurate, you know, predictable tool. So you can you can learn everything from an astrology chart about yourself and, and the other person. It's totally fascinating. Very cool. I know no, there's different styles yeah. of of astrology as well. I had um, there's a lady who lives up here who uh, years ago actually was like I've known her for many years as well. She did a style of astrology called Huber. Um, it was like the Huber method, mm-hmm. and so she talked a mm-hmm. lot about like the psychological factors involved um, with mostly with you know yourself, like what you're going through psychologically as as like your kind of like your your maybe your issues in life that need to be healed that was like her main focus through that style of astrology but there's so many different ways people interpret things right there are there is like a pretty basic understanding of what planets um mean to us and then there's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of interpretation that is kind of um from the from the astrologer's uh, perspective or from their information as well that's involved. So that's kind of like where astrology goes from it is a science and it's also an art in so many ways with the interpretations, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's, it's so when you are getting your chart done, go definitely check the energy and go to the person that is um that you feel is going to be the most uh contributive to what you would like to um to get out of it. So definitely ask some questions before you choose an astrologer because if you pick one and you put a lot of trust and faith in it, you might actually walk away kind of being devastated. So definitely ask some questions and ask, you know, is this does this person match you because their energy and how they present for you is going to be um a really uh it's it's going to be something that's it's either going to be something that you receive the information really well or it could be something that you completely reject. So I think it's worth going to a person that you're willing to receive really well. It's easier for the astrologer. It's easier for the person who's going for the reading. Mm-hmm. If that makes well, sense. Well, but you know, for people, yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So if people don't know what to expect, though, you know what I mean? You can ask the person what their focus is. I'm aware of Hoover Astrology. I have some of his books. He's a German, um, you know, and most modern Western astrologers are mostly psychologically based. You know, it is uh, the planets don't make us do anything, you know, but we're in a kind of, you would call it a kind of quantum resonance at this point. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And so... You know, we have free will choice, but yeah, I mean, that's happened to me too. I've, I, you know, I don't know how many different types of astrology readings I've had from different astrologers. Someone just focused on business. Someone was just focusing on, you know, um, kind of light things. You know, I, I like to do a balance. I ask people, you know, what their main focus is. But, you know, I do a lot of relationship readings. You know, I mean, that happens all the time. You know, they want to know, is it going to work? Or they broke up and are they going to get back together? And what are the chances? And so, you know, then you want to look at, you know, astrology is predictable predictive but you know it's not like fortune telling you see what i mean most astrologers will not call themselves fortune tellers you see what i mean um and that's like also psychics you know i mean i think a lot of psychics uh want to be more in the consciousness of now you know it's the 21st century i find that it's actually much harder to have a one single point this is going to happen because there's so much more awareness and consciousness going on and and i always like to empower my client you know what i mean I'd like to, for them to understand themselves. You have to understand yourself first before you can go into relationship with anybody else. You know, so there's always I've that basic, found, you know. Yeah. Yeah, basically knowing you and getting some of your, getting your work done. I I know there was a conversation on your Facebook a little while ago about, about experience and somebody had, um, you know, was like going out there in the world and had about four and a half hours of training and I remember thinking, wow, that's really daring. Like, I've been doing readings for people since I was. Um, I didn't get paid for them until I was in my 20s, but I've been doing them, like, mm-hmm. regularly for people. And I, uh, I found it so, so funny. I mean, and yes, the world is different, and consciousness is different right now as well. Um, and at the same time, I, I do know that life experience and consciousness and awareness definitely contributes to more information, better information, uh, and a way more holistic approach to reading. So yes, you might, and somebody could be 90 years old and only have five five years of astrology readings, or they could be 20 and they could have been reading since they were three. Like I would really go, personally, I would go with somebody who has um, experience, life experience and knowledge and training. Um, which Tara has all of that, guys. So just so you know, FYI. Um, yeah. Then you know you're going to actually get some quality work. Like, would you go to a surgeon who actually never graduated? Probably not. <laughs> so right. just saying. Right. You want to go to the experts yeah. in the field. Yeah. So uh, actually, okay. we are going to mm-hmm. we're, we're going to actually head off to break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about. Um, you know, what you're seeing right now, we were talking just before I kind of jumped in there, you'd mentioned that right now on the planet, you're noticing that even doing predictions for people is changing because of consciousness, because of what's available. Um, I'd like to actually talk to you about where and what you are aware of with um, with astrology and with relationships readings, um, what what you see going on in the next five or ten years even. Um Yes, I could not have predicted probably 20 years ago when I started going public that readings would have changed so much even in the last 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. It's quite astounding what, what's coming up. So I'm wondering if you have any awareness on that or if astrology has any mm-hmm. awareness on um, what what it will be able to offer people in the future with all of our choices coming up. 
Okay. When we come back from Good break. question, Melissa. Cool. <laughs> awesome. All right. Cool. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight my guest is Tara Green. She's an astrologer and a psychic and so much more. She has about 500 titles under her name. If you check out her <laughs> website at taratarot.com, it's true, Tara. So, and, um, so check out her website. Okay. And you'll find out lots more about her for sure. And um, tonight we're talking astrology. And just before break, for those of you who are just joining us now, um, I was asking Tara, um, with the way consciousness is moving uh, on the planet now and how things have even been changing in the last maybe 20 years or so, even the last say last 100 years, you know, uh, last 20 things have really sped up, especially with um, all kinds of technology and new advancements, or we can call them new advancements, whatever they are, new things showing up. Um, I'm just wondering, what is your awareness about how astrology will be utilized um, and, and how, how it's evolving to still be um, something of relevance in the future? Especially with okay, relationships well and stuff. Yeah, that's a, those are really interesting questions, Melissa. Um, so, for example, when you talk about 20 years ago, you know, the whole study about astrology is to try to understand, you know, 
people's place in terms of the universe because I think it's, you know, everybody has always been attracted to the stars because we do understand on a cellular level we are part of the universe. We are made of stardust, right? And so 20-year cycles are you know, like kind of natural cycles. So, for example, in 2020, there's going to be a brand new astrological cycle or mini age, and those happen every 20 years when the planets Jupiter and the Saturn meet, okay? So the last time they met was in the year 2000. You know, that was the beginning of, you're talking about 20 years ago, more or less. Uh, you know, the dot-com boom, the beginning of the 21st millennium, um, and they were in early Taurus, which is an Earth sign, which is about practical resources. And when they meet again in 2020, Jupiter and Saturn, it'll be at the beginning of the sign of Aquarius. And everybody's heard of the, you know, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius, mm-hmm. right? Um, and nobody knows exactly when the age of Pisces started, which is the age we're moving out of. So there's always kind of debate about that, you know, never mind Gregorian calendars or, you know, whatever. Mm. So there's different debates. Now, when you look at, you know, the outer planetary cycles, well, for example, um, this week there's a new mini-age is ushered in and by the planet Uranus. And if you're talking about new technology, Uranus is the planet of new technology, of invention, of geniuses, of higher consciousness. And it's going to enter the sign of Taurus, actually, on May the 17th in a month. Um, and then it's going to retrograde back, all the planets to retrograde back into Aries, and then it'll move into Taurus for the next um, seven years, okay? So that's a different age. So, you know, you know, they have Sophia, the AI robot. Somebody, Some young people just invented a new AI astrology program, which is really popular. Mm-hmm. And so there's no real astrologer because it is all dealing with mathematical formulas, actually. So computers can interpret astrology charts very easily, um, but as for, you know, when you're looking at big grand cycles, you know, the big outer planets, uh, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto is still a planet, according to astrologers. I still believe it will get that status mm-hmm. back. Um, and those planets, as they move around, create like the 60s, like Uranus and Pluto, when they were together in Virgo in the 60s, literally created the 60s revolution. And so for the last, since 2012 to 2015, those two planets were then in a square or a 90 degree aspect to each other, creating all of the changes that have come down in the last few years. I mean, we're still under those aspects. And then, for example, in the U.S., the planet Pluto is going to go back to where it was when the U.S. was formed uh, in 2023 oh, wow. to 2025. So that's considered, you know, set reset to zero, you know, new revolution. America will never be the same again. So that we know that, Yay. right? Now, how it <laughs> yeah. how it exactly comes about? <laughs> yeah, I know. There's definitely always something happening, um, and that's the thing. You know, the astrology can be used to guide you. For example, on a really basic level, you know, I follow the sign that the moon moves through every every day. You know, the moon every two and a half moves into a new sign, and that's literally the pulse of the collective mood. Okay, I'm getting this back down to the microcosm now, uh, Melissa. So these changes, you know, we're in the middle of them. Um, you know, the next big change is, you know, uh, tomorrow um, Saturn moves retrograde. Uh, Pluto starts to move retrograde on the 22nd. So these planets moving retrograde, I know most people are familiar with Mercury retrograde. You know, that happens all the time. Um, Chiron, the wounded healer, enters a new sign tomorrow. 
which is Aries. So that's also for the next four years. So there's always these little mini cycles going on, but these much longer ones that only happen, you know, once every few years. So, you know, Uranus in, in Taurus is an interesting one because Taurus is the first Earth sign and it is about being in the body. It is about going, hey, this is a Garden of Eden. I get to enjoy, feel, smell, touch, very sensuous. And Uranus is, is objective. It's scientific. It's cool. It's like a robot. So, yes, they have sex robots being rolled out like crazy now. That's one very obvious thing. You know, a lot of people are going to go, nope, sorry, don't want to deal with the real thing. I'll just have a robot I can program, you know, like uh, in you know Blade Runner and all that stuff. So that's definitely can yeah, happen. I did and a then whole the show about that too. Oh, you did. I did a series of two okay. on yeah on <laughs> that coming for the future. Yeah, so think, yes, definitely yeah. check those out. So yeah, yeah the okay. robotic, I mean, the robotic sex and the tech sex coming up, and all those ones where people are wearing the like. Um, uh, there's there's now apps. I don't know if you're aware of this too, um, Para, where you can have like your iPhone connected to these different sensory things, and so you can stimulate a person from like across the world using an app on your phone connected to like a vibrator type device. So oh, all really? kinds of wild technology. Yeah, there's a like amazing technology that's available out right. there right now that's like body oh, I'm sure. sex experience. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah well, I remember they used to have it. And... a lot of Oh, go ahead. Yeah. What? It's okay. Go, go ahead. You were going to say Sorry, something. you kind of broke up there for a second. Um, yeah, it's like in, uh, oh, God, years ago, the movie Sleeper, you know, they had an orgasmatron, and she did it in, you know, uh, Barbarella and all that stuff, right? But so now those things are here, and understandably, you know. Um, so that's going to become much more normal. And the, But the downside is, um, are people going to really connect anymore on a personal level? You know, a number of people are also going to reject all the technology. You see what I mean? So I think there mm-hmm. could be a real split here. You know, people go, no, we don't want all that tech stuff. We want the real thing, you know. So, you know, it would be interesting to watch how that changes. Now, you know, everything that Taurus rules, you know, each sign governs a whole bunch of things. Taurus rules money. So literally that's cryptocurrency, you know, um, that's what's going to oh, come yeah. in over the next few years, right? You know, so, you know, that's that's Pluto is also going to enter the, the sign of Aquarius in 2023, and that's five years from now. So that's definitely a whole other age, okay? And that's going to go on for like 20 years after that. So these are, you know, sort of these outer planets as they change signs, you know, Neptune will enter Aries in 2025. And Neptune is the planet of imagination. So when you talk about sex, you know, Venus represents human love, Mars represents human love, Neptune represents spiritual love or that sense of psychic communion, you know, soulmates, you know, all of that. So Neptune's in Pisces right now, so a lot of, you know, um, projection, a lot of illusions, uh, worshipping glamour, um, you know, that, those are Neptunian things, you know, um, getting, you know, kind of lost. You know, people not being able to tell what's real or what's not. You know, that's Neptune. You know, we're deep into Neptune territory, and we're going to stay there until 2025, you know, and then it'll shift big time, you know. It's, yeah, it's really amazing that I, I like that question, like, around, like, knowing what is real. It's, it's come up a lot uh, for me in the last few years, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and it's Hello? Oh, Melissa? Oops. Hello? Oh, shit. Melissa? Oh, hi, I can't hear you. Melissa, I can't hear you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I can't hear you. Can you hear me? 
Um, I don't know what's going on here. You know, now hi, Mercury Tara. just uh, hi, Tara. hi, hi, what happened there? Hi, Tara, it's Christine. The producer, um, Melissa, must be having some fun with our wonderful storms we've got going on. So she'll be calling uh, in okay. shortly. So we're going to take a okay. quick break, and when we get back, okay. I'm sure Melissa will be back, and we'll continue with this great conversation. So stay tuned, everyone. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone with Melissa Jelinek and her wonderful guest, Tara, tonight, uh, where we're talking about... Tara Green, where we're talking about astrology signs and who is a great lover. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. What a fun day we're having here on the Pleasure Zone where, <laughs> as Tara mentioned, Mercury is stationing direct, her words. Um, thus, we're going to have fun with some technology tonight because why not? Um, my actual phone is not working today either. So how many more interesting and fun ways can I learn to actually connect uh, with people that doesn't require technology right now. So if everybody's ready, this the rest of the show might actually be just telepathically transmitted to you guys through Tara and I. So if it goes blank, it's we're actually telepathically transmitting to you. We're like looking at how to create the future in a different way. That's what we're doing. So uh, welcome back. I like Tara. that much better. Uh, I remember. I remember when all that technology started. I laughed, going, "Oh my God! People can't figure out that we can just do this telepathically. They have to invent machines." Like I thought. I thought that was pretty funny, you know. Yeah, we really slowed ourselves down tremendously. <laughs> so it's quite funny. Um, I was watching that the other day. I went to like a subway on the way home from Toronto the other day, and. Uh, the whole shop got shut down because the lady couldn't figure out how to do how to um ring in ring in the food and I'm like, Can you take cash? And she's like, Oh wait, yeah, I can take cash. I'm like, I have cash. Right. I I can calculate right. for you yeah. how much I owe you. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's like, wow, you could shut down a whole business just because you don't know how to Yeah, well do no math but that, Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, like in all the younger generations, you know, like I have a daughter who's 20, you know, and and she grew up, you know, with all this stuff and it's like I'm going, but you know, whatever, it only it would only take one big sunspot, you know, one um big solar flare to wipe it all out and then where would all these people be because everybody, you know, asked Siri and you know, they're wonderful tools. I love the internet, you know. I think it's great. It's it's fabulous. But there's also a downside and and if you've never experienced anything else but that, then you're kind of lost. You know, and that's always you know, that's, I think, your innocent Taurus has got to be, you've got to balance the practical. You have to know how to add things and do things in real time, not just through the computer, not just through that, you know, mechanical interface. So a lot of this online dating stuff, is this all sort of stuff that's also showing up in astrology as well? Because that's really been um, 
huge in the last 10 years. Yeah. Well, I think it was, you know, when Uranus uh, entered its own sign Aquarius, uh, that's when the Internet took off in 1997. So, yeah, I would say you have to watch where Uranus is because it is, in terms of technology, it is the planet that governs all that stuff. So, yeah, so, you know, Uranus moved into... um, Aries, which is the first sign indicating new beginning in 2010, and I guess everybody kind of had a smartphone then. So, you know, we did it deeper and deeper and more and more into it. So, you know, the technology becomes more integrated. I mean, Taurus is like everyday resources. You know, some people do want to get chips in their bodies, you know what I mean? Yeah, some people do. Things like that, things. you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, and that, I would never do that, but, you know. Me either. So you were saying that so Uranus is moving into Venus soon. How what's going on? Tor- with no, no, that? Uranus is moving into okay. Taurus. Uris is moving into, the, into the sign of Taurus. Right. Okay. Cool. Okay. So Uranus is moving so into the sign of Taurus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on May seventeenth, and I'm talking. What's that? I'm not sure what just happened. Oh, in the now background. I can't hear you. Yeah. I can. He- we're getting an echo. Can you hear me? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I can hear you. Wow. But- Okay, cool. That was wild. So welcome to the land of now we've got entities joining us. That happens on my show sometimes, too. <laughs> Not to get any better than that. You guys can pay for sessions and leave now. Thanks. Um, so they just love the free information. So for... Um, yeah, so I like that there. I like that um, we've actually got all these like intriguing things coming up in May around uh, about technology and bodies um i think there is so much tech out there that is related to bodies even tech when we're looking at you know hospitals and stuff and there's like technology in there and there's technology like i work with technology and bodies all the time um so that's kind of exciting for me that you know that this um transit's happening that we're going to have mm-hmm. uh yeah, this showing up and it's going to be a little bit more prominent in people's world. At the same time, I'm a huge lover of bodies and I love touch too. Um, even though if you ever did see my chart, Tara, you'd be like, well, I think you did my chart like years ago mm-hmm. once we did yeah, something. Yeah. But I really don't have a lot of earth at all in my chart whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I've got like one thing that's in an, an earth sign, but most of it's fire and some, and most of it's water. Um Oh, it's got that clash going on. No, it's a good balance actually. And uh, mm-hmm. there, there's a. It's funny because everything I do is is related to bodies um, and sensuality. And for me, it's something that I really felt like in this lifetime I needed to explore more. It was like it was like missing for my chart, right? It was like, wow, that's something I gotta explore more. Um, and something that I actually had a lot of. I guess you could say issue with or like lacking confidence or any of that. Like a lot of that was just not there. I had oodles of confidence to do readings. That never had an issue for me. Um, I would have panic attacks before doing them. I don't even know if you knew that, but I had panic attacks for years. Hmm. And then I could go in and I okay. could get pretty, yeah, I could get pretty, I could get pretty, um, it was. I started to become aware that I was really aware of people were really afraid of what I was going to tell them. Then I just, it dissipated but it took me asking a lot of questions about like what is this really um then i realized that it wasn't actually mine i was just being ultra freaking psychic about other people's stuff right so that wasn't an issue for me so much i could go out and i could manage that but sex and bodies and touch that was really 
intriguing and at the same time intimidating. So even this show uh, 10 years ago would not have been in my reality. Um, it was like, for me, this was like a um, something that I knew I, I had to be able to 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 do to do something more body oriented and to talk about stuff about that as well because I really don't have a lot of air in my chart either which is hilarious but I have a sex talk radio show. So, <laughs> look at it. You're well, like, I wow, find what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What I find what happens is you know I don't have very much Earth in my chart either, and so we tend to in a way go on to the other side, you know what I mean? We kind of realize naturally whether we're aware of it or not, and that's why I find astrology so fabulous, is to look back at uh, events that happened, why they happened at that time in your life, and then if you understand the, the way the astrological aspects were affecting you, the planets moving around, you go, wow, okay, that was bang on, you know? So, you know, I would say we tend to, you know, I don't have much Earth in my chart either, and and I and so... Um, you know, it's kind of like I do something where I work very hard and it's very practical and I'm very focused on certain things. It takes a great deal of effort. Like my husband's a Capricorn, so for him it's like piece of cake. You know, everything's got to be very real, very hands-on. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, everybody adapts. That's why I'm saying it's very important to understand your own chart and what, um, you know, what the balance of your own elements are and then going, oh, I'm going to need this to balance myself out um, you know, in a relationship or with my child or, you know, anything like that, right? Yes, for sure. Um, we mm-hmm. had a question in the chat room. I think it's a very, okay. actually a really big question. Um, just mm-hmm. I know that uh, Christine, who is in the chat room, is saying that she'd love to know more about her and her lover. And I'm thinking that's a really big question, even though it sounds it sounds pretty small, but there's a lot to it. But if you'd like to, yeah, there is. So, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, Christine, um, did you say here that you were a Cancer? Yes, she is. You're a Cancer, and your lover is a Taurus, right? Yes. Is that correct? Okay. So, Cancer, Cancer in general is, you know, it's a water sign, and it's considered to be traditionally the most mothering, the most nurturing. So, usually, you're out there kind of momming everybody, right? So cancers are super sensitive, very moody. Cancer is ruled by the moon. So you would feel the phases of the moon, like a full moon, or even as the moon changes signs more than most people. All water signs are that kind of reflective or sponge-like energy. So you need a lot of emotional security, and your home is really your palace. That's where you love to go and kind of feel safe, right? Now, Taurus is also uh, an earth sign. It's a feminine sign, so you both have that modality. Earth and water work really well together. Um, But, you know, if you put water and earth together, they can be muddy, you know what I mean? Or you can use that to build things with, you know, so they all have a positive and a negative sign. Tauruses are very solid, you know what I mean? You could depend on a Taurus. They move kind of slow and steady, you know, like a, you know, they are usually very big and strong, uh, like a Taurus, like a bull, you know, uh, very sensuous. So the way to a Taurus's heart and cancer, in a way, is through their stomachs, but in different ways, like cancers love to eat and love to cook and your stomach gets you know, sensitive very easily. But Tauruses, you know, they love to be touched and massaged and, and they have good taste. They like beautiful things. They appreciate beauty, you know. So there's that love of really enjoying the earth plane, I would say, in general, you know. But, you know, Tauruses are very stubborn, okay. And so it's very hard to get them to move and they hate change in general. I'm being very, 
general about this because, of course, it's all the other things. It's how your moons, what sign the moon is in, what sign Venus and Mars are in. Uh, there's asteroids called Psyche and Eros. There's an asteroid called Eros. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to understand your erotic connection, you would get into that as well. So there's, you know, layers and layers and layers. I'm talking very generally here, but generally pretty compatible. You know, uh, Taurus will make sure that, you know, you have a home and they take care of the home and you can be, you know, relied on and they're there for you, you know. So there's a really nice compatibility there, right? I'm so glad you said that, Tara, because now she'll be able to listen to this again and I won't have to remind her of that every week. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. <laughs> no, I love her. Right. She's funny. And and they, and they're all yeah, Torrell's real estate. Um so they're often really good at that or anything to do with the land. They like to garden, they like to make things, they're art they're artistic. Taurus rules the throat, so they're often good speakers or singers. And cancer it's all about mothering, you know, nurturing, you know, you love to take care of people or the house, again the house interior decorating. Cancers are usually nurses as well. They work well with women, with children, you know. So it's very nice, you know. Yeah, sweet talker. <laughs> that's a good way to, to talk about a Taurus. They are sweet talkers, you know. That's so awesome. I think that's a good combo, you know. There's just way more to it than that, but is that there good, is Steve? Sure. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? She can always, like, I don't know if she's ever had her full chart done, but she could always for sure mm-hmm. um, get her chart done with you, which would be super yeah, cool for too, sure. darling. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the compatibility charts. I highly recommend compatibility charts for everyone, although here's irony for you. The only relationship I didn't get a compatibility chart for is my husband and I. I never even looked at it. I just went fully on my gut instinct. And never okay, had the chart done, fine. which is yeah, which is pretty funny because every relationship, probably from the time I was twenty till yeah. this relationship, I'd always got them done. I wanted to have fair warning, like what to be aware of. That's mostly what I was like. Okay, what do I need to be aware of about this person? Um, and at right. the time, I wasn't really, I wasn't really like. Mm, able to kind of see for myself in the same way uh, that I can now. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was, like, not so confident about it. And it worked really well for me. Um, that information was mm-hmm. awesome. And I didn't always follow it because I thought, well, yeah, the astrology says this, but no, look, they're doing – and even though astrology would even say, like, yeah, the person's, like, some manipulative tendencies. You know, there was, like, stuff that would come up. And I was, no, no, no. I'll just wash that away in my Piscean way because everything's love and joy and we're all going to have a happy Kumbaya festival. Um, mm-hmm. but there, is, <laughs> there is valuable information that you can use in these, and I highly recommend. And, you know, guys, it's not just about relationships that you're having sex with people. You can have compatibility charts with, like, anyone, right? Like, you could have them with your children oh, yeah. if you want, right, Tara? Yeah. Or your yeah. boss yes. or whatever, Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for example, wedding days. I do, you know, people pick out wedding date astrology, you know, very important, for example. Or, you know, they have little apps like that now. I mean, I don't know how serious they are. You know, uh, I did one for my daughter the other day on the astrology program I have on my phone, you know, and it gives you, oh, 10% love, how much, you know, you share Mm -hmm. this and that, and they kind of rate all those things. And, you know, you can, some of it, if it's, you know, because astrology is like mathematics. So in a way, yeah, you can 
kind of average it out. But, you know, it's also an intuitive thing. And so a good astrologer, once they've learned the 1,200 basic aspects that can be in any chart, it takes a lot of years of practice and going through it to really understand how to intuit it. And for me, I use these, I'm looking at your astrology chart right now, Melissa. Uh, it becomes an intuitive, <laughs> like an interface, you know. So, you know, I go, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I see what's going for you. All right, so... You know, it be- it becomes the you know the longer you've done it, the more you've done it. Just like anything else, you know how to respond to yeah. it. You know, it starts talking to you, right? Yeah. yeah. Twelve hundred. So I just want to mention a lot of information to, to know. It's a lot of information. Like, yeah. Okay. And so your, your original question back there was how it's changed, and I find that you know people are more sophisticated. Uh, they are more open. I d- I to read a little bit more on the deeper spiritual side uh, with people that you know in a relationship that you know it's not about you know, getting them back or manipulating them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's really about understanding, you know, what you needed to work out together karmically. I do talk about karma uh, because I do believe that the people you're, you know, most connected to and the people you can't stand, those are people you have karmic connections with. Um, and, you know, you have to be as conscious as possible to go, what are we? Re- what am I repeating unconsciously? I don't want to keep creating the same mess. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's why we're drawn yeah. to certain people. It's it's to work those things out, you know. The karmic would be attraction. Yeah, it's an excellent tool for really getting to and I would use astrology too with when I was doing the relationship charts to and then I would go and I would have my gestalt therapy sessions or my Reiki sessions, oh, wow. um, my past life yeah. sessions. I did that for like 14 years weekly. <laughs> so when wow. I, I would go for my sessions, but I would use like certain things that would come up in the astrology chart or like transits that were going on. At the time I worked at the Omega mm-hmm. Center, so I could get these printouts regularly right. from the guy oh, yeah. who could do the computer printout. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, there's yeah. this going on. Right. I need to like look at this issue, right? Um, so if I didn't know mm-hmm. what issue I had, I could find an issue. So fast, so so mm. good at it. I was like, I gotta heal this. Yeah, I was like on a healing crusade. Exactly. So it can right. Be such so a that's great like what I was telling people. Yeah. yeah. Like the reason it's been so intense the last while is Chiron, the wounded healer, the shaman, has been sitting at the very last degree of the zodiac, you know, for the last few months, and it actually will change signs tomorrow. Um, so, you know, Aries, it's like zero degrees Aries. It's like, whoa, starting a brand new cycle that only happens every 50 years, 50 years. So, um, you know, Chiron will retrograde back into Aries briefly and then will enter um, – Sorry, retrograde back into Pisces and re-enter Aries next year. But it's sort of like I'm telling people, you know, you got to really do your get rid of all that crap down there really quickly that's buried in your unconscious. You know, it's a big karmic release, and that's why things are the shit's really hitting the fan all over the place. You know, and it's a good thing. You know, um, but you have to be willing to go through it. You know, uh, and and see that it's more than yourself. It's also there's a big collective movement going on. We're all part of that collective too. We are. Whether we want to acknowledge it or not, we're not separate from each other or anything. We're we're all connected. Yeah. So actually, Tara, we yeah, have yeah. Four, just about four yeah. minutes left, and I wanted to give you a chance okay. to let everybody know about your great things that are coming up in the next few months. Okay. Well, I am leading a workshop um, near Belleville, actually, April the 27th to the 29th, um, and there's information about that. Actually, I have a uh, an Eventbrite page, and there's one on Facebook, and it's under the title Gathering Womb Wisdom on the Priestess Path. So that's for women only, um, and it's co-hosted by a, a woman artist who's got a, a moon lodge, and so it's very much going to be an, an empowering weekend. And I'm also going to be at the Grail Lady Fair 
um, which is up in Bancroft, which is fabulous, fabulous. Uh, again, women's only event. Uh, lots of fun. I met some great women there. It's, it's, this is like it's come back after a few years. It's July 13th to the 15th, and I will be there, and lots of women speakers. And, and I'm going to start to do some uh, astrology workshops. Sorry, yes, and a friend of mine uh, is coming from Australia, and we're going to do a workshop on June this, um, June the 6th, um, also at the centering place, and we're going to talk about Uranus and Taurus, and I'm going to lead a guided meditation, and she runs something called the Cosmic Intelligence Agency, and I write for them as do a number of some of the top, really the top astrologers in the world. They have a big Facebook page. They have a million and a half likes on Facebook, and so those are a few things coming up, and um, yeah, I'm going to start teaching because I've had so many people uh, ask me to give workshops in, in astrology and tarot and uh things like that so that's all fabulous stuff that's awesome fun Tara so is that all on your website for people yeah. as well yeah, um, we it's actually no you know or... it's not all on my website yeah it's Facebook if you go to Facebook under events April 27th gathering womb wisdom on the priestess path um, this one was just decided June the 6th I'm going to put something up because we just got the location uh, also best to see that on Facebook um, I will put it up on my website as well. Um, and people can contact me through my website, www.terratero.com. If you want more information, you can just contact me directly as well. That is awesome. So very fun, guys. There's lots going on out there for where you can um, connect and learn more about astrology. Do that with Tara. Why not? She's been on the show. You guys have met her now. And uh, you can have personal <laughs> readings with her. Join her one of her classes if you're a guy and you can't make it to one of those all women's retreats. Um, maybe she's got something for men in the works that we're not aware of yet. So how fun would that be? <laughs> and uh, okay, I've always got stuff for men. Let's face it, guys. You guys know that. So whatever you're looking for, there's stuff out there. Definitely stay curious, stay turned on, stay tuned in. And also, um, if you are looking for anything um, fun, other fun things to do, um, please check out my website, MalitzaJelinek.com. You'll find um, random classes that I've got going on. Right now, I've got um, right now I've got a series. It's a year-long series that you can still join. Just had somebody join the other day, where I go live on, in a private Facebook group um, every week for one hour, and I do readings for everybody who is there. And so that's one way to get a hold of me, and also. Um, I have a book club coming up starting on Thursday for the Salon des Femmes book. Um, so, yeah, learning more about how to use our womanly wiles in the universe for fun. Um, it's a book I've been avoiding, so <laughs> I know there's value in it for me, so I'm looking forward to that call coming up on Thursday. If you'd like to join, please Facebook message me or join me um, through my website. You can add yourself to my mailing list, and I will get that information out ASAP, just send me a message and let me know what you're interested in. I am so grateful for all of you. And thank you, Tara, for coming on today and sharing your wisdom and words with us for the episode. Well, thank you, Melissa. My pleasure to be here. Thank you for thank choosing you. to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.